Hello and welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, a pen, and a notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician. I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. Welcome, everybody. We're so excited to be here today with Paola Brown. And um, usually Bree starts our podcast. So welcome, Bree, and you know, to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. We I wanted Paola to come. I asked her to come to um to help us understand what's happening right now with homeopathy, the FDA, what her what homeopathy for Americans for homeopathy Americans Americans for homeopathy choice Americans. I know you're so used to saying homeopathy yeah so Paola is the president she's been doing this for a long time I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let her tell you about what she does why she does it and how we can help that's really what I want to do I want people to understand how how much we can help homeopathy in the United States so thanks Paola for being here welcome You're welcome. I just want to say I'm so excited to be here. Melissa, I love what you're doing. I think you're such a good and conscientious homeopath. I always praise your name when um, it comes up in my Facebook group. And I just think you're you're doing really good things. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay, let's jump in with kind of the issue at homeopathy in the United States. Um, A lot of people don't realize this, but homeopathy in the U.S. is legally a drug. So really cool history. Homeopathy actually has a really rich history in the United States. Um, Over half the hospitals in the U.S. um, used to be homeopathic. Um, So it had a really prominent role in the United States. And um, there was a medical doctor in New York. Um, He was a commissioner of health and his name was Royal Copeland. And he helped New York through the flu of 1918, that terrible, awful pandemic that actually killed a lot of people because it was dangerous, Um, not because of the politics. (laughs) And um, I mean, just a little little jab, jab there. And, um, And so what was what was really interesting is New York did quite well during that pandemic. And he was a homeopath. And um, his success during the pandemic actually really propelled his political career. And he ended up becoming senator of the of New York for um, Congress for federal. So he um, was the primary author of the Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act. So he was the one who um, really pushed 
for that to happen. This was the beginnings of what ended up being the FDA. You know, poor guy, he probably had no idea, you know, where it would end up. But at the time it was really important because what he was seeing is that a lot of products labeled homeopathy were being sold that weren't actually homeopathic. So he really wanted a way to control these words. And of course there was conventional drugs too. And he wanted a way to control these things. And so he included homeopathy in the Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act as an effort to protect it as a medicine in the United States. So till this day, homeopathic medicines are legally drugs but that is the end of their relationship to conventional medicine drugs because they're so different and unique. And then what happened is Congress for many, many years, even through the seventies had um, really good institutional knowledge about homeopathy um, as well as the FDA when it became, um, because it it was so prominent in the United States. And so they always understood implicitly that homeopathic medicines, yes, they're drugs legally, but they're unique and different. So as they started passing different bills, different laws, different regulations to control conventional drugs, they kind of exempted explicitly homeopathic medicines from those processes. And sometimes by intent, they they, um, exempted homeopathic medicines. So sometimes not so explicitly. And so like a good example is a lot of the older generation might remember the thalidomide scandals of the 50s. And if you guys don't know what that is, that's when pregnant women were given thalidomide and their babies are born deformed. And you can sometimes even see thalidomide babies today. They're, they're elderly people at this point, um, but they were born without an arm and maybe a couple fingers out of their shoulder or something like that. They had just pretty big deformities. I remember there was a lady at church that was a thalidomide baby and she used to crochet with her fingers out of her shoulder. And she was like really quick at it. And I remember I was little and I was like, that's creepy, <laughs> but you know, cause you're little. And, yeah. um, and so those, like those scandals. And then there was another one before that. I think it was a sulfidamide scandal before that, but these really triggered important processes to make sure that the drugs there, that they had benefits that outweighed the, the risks. And so they had, they started the new drug process, the new drug application. Now, homeopathic medicines were never explicitly exempted from that application process, but by intent, Congress was like, these are totally safe. We've never had problems with these. We just need to make sure they're labeled correctly and they're manufactured correctly and we'll be fine. And actually Americans for Homeopathy Choices and several FOIA requests with FDA, and we've done a lot of investigation. We've, we've uncovered documents that FDA explicitly says that the approval process does not apply to homeopathic medicines. There's a few reasons for this one. The drug approval process was designed for what? Conventional drugs. If all three of us have a headache and all three of us take an Advil or a painkiller of some sort, it's going to help all of us and hopefully not kill all of us. That's kind of basically the approval process, right? Homeopathy doesn't apply to that. If we all had headaches and let's say all of us had hormonal headaches, right? We all would likely need a different homeopathic remedy for that. Um, in the traditional sense of, of true homeopathy. And, um, and so just recently for the first time in 2000, what are we in 21, 17, maybe it was 14. I forget. Anyways, FDA came out with a policy document in draft form. That's what a draft guidance is. And they basically, they were really slippery about this. And actually this is a generic problem throughout Um, our government right now, Um, agencies like the FDA, which are under the executive branch, so they're the policemen, they're there to enforce the laws. So agencies like the FDA are using these guidance documents to kind of circumvent the law. So what happened is Congress passes a law and the law sometimes is in very 
burdensome, cumbersome, non-practical legal language, very legalistic. And then when it comes time to enforce the law, people don't exactly know, like, how are you going to enforce speeding? Is it like five miles an hour or is it 50 miles an hour? So these guidance documents began very innocently. And they're just saying like, okay, we're going to explain exactly how we're going to enforce the law. Like what check mark should you check off to make sure you're in compliance with the law? So they come out with this guidance document that completely reinterprets the law. They find the vagueness in the law and they give it a new meaning. You move so fast. You're so fast. Thank you. I have a lot of training. I have, um, we're, we're, we're with family right now and I have a bunch of cousins and my kids downstairs. So, um, so anyhow, we have this guidance document and FDA says, Oh, because homeopathic medicines haven't gone through this approval process, which they were never intended to do per the documents, Americans for Homeopathy Choice Uncovered, and which this process was never designed for homeopathic medicines. And when I met with them, here's the kicker. When I met with them, when I met with FDA officials, I said, guys, even if you wanted homeopathic medicines wouldn't pass this process because you're forcing them through a process that wasn't designed for them. It is designed to fail. You have to put them through a process designed for homeopathic medicines. You know, FDA said, oh, no, we know that homeopathic medicines are unlikely to pass this process. It's just a tool we're using. Wow. And I was like, that's inappropriate. So they said, they said, because homeopathic medicines hasn't gone through this process that we all know isn't intended for them and won't work. Mm -hmm. We are now deciding that they're being illegally marketed. All of them. They're being sold over the shelves illegally, but we're going to tolerate them by our good graces. (laughs) And they created categories of like the top ones that they're going to start addressing first, but nothing limits them from taking all of the medicines off the shelf. But here's the worst part about the categories. Like some people are like, oh, well, it's just categories. So as long as you know, that at least the ones not, not in the categories will be at least not a priority. And I'm like, yeah, well, if you read the categories, it encompasses any, everything, which remedies aren't toxic in their, in their original form. Right. Chamomilla and Allium Sipa. Great. Those are super helpful remedies. Like, you know, like what about Nux Vomica? What about Arsenicum? Yeah, we you know, need all those. Those are the, the biggest ones that we need. Those are the most important ones. Like, you know, chamomilla is important, you know, ask my daughter, but you know, it's, important to have. So our mission at Americans for homeopathy choice is to protect the wide range, the full range of homeopathic medicines. We want more, not less. Yes. So. Yeah. So what's happening right now? And I've been getting emails. So if you guys aren't subscribed to the emails, you need to do that. I've been yeah. getting emails about the hat team. Tell me about that. Okay. So actually you guys can do two things right now. I want you guys to do this, go to homeopathychoice.org and sign up for our emails and it just become a member. So um, I'll put the link here in the chat for you, Breeze, for you to grab it. Um, And then I also want you guys to do a second thing. Well, actually, no, you can do it all in one. Just go to homeopathychoice.org forward slash text. That's what I want you guys to do. If you go there, you're signing up for a text alert. So we do not bug you. Like we, we send you a reminder of our weekly report once a week. And then um, also you get um, you get any urgent action alerts. Guys, emails do like to block natural medicine. Did you guys hear about the PayPal debacle this week? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you don't know what the internal policies are of these, you know, big corporate companies. So we wanted to really 
um, diversify our communications efforts. So when you sign up to our text alerts, you're also signing up to our email. So just go to homeopathychoice.org forward slash text, and you'll be in, in kind of updated with that. But basically our, our strategy right now is to grow our grassroots team. Now, um, It's basically where we put you through a training program. It takes six months to do the training program. And we we do it over six months because we want to keep it very light. Like if we did it over two months, it would be a lot of hours every day, you know? So it's very light, very easy. We put you through a training program that teaches you how to talk to members of Congress about this. And we have had some amazing successes so far. We've had um, offices call the FDA and question them. We've had um, a bipartisan letter that Congress wrote and sent to the FDA. It was signed by 13 Republicans and 12 Democrats, you know, and nowadays, I mean, I'm sure you guys can imagine bipartisan efforts don't happen very easily that I would say 99% of the people who signed that letter was thanks to our HAP members. They're amazing. And really the homeopathy community owes a lot to these people because they're volunteering their time and they're doing an amazing job and they're advocating for homeopathy. Because what we found is if we don't have a a constituent working that office, what your office is going to do when something comes up about homeopathy or when a bill, because that's our ultimate goal is to introduce a bill. When a bill comes up, they're going to either Google homeopathy, which we know is going to bring back stellar results. And I'm being very sarcastic, or they're going to look up information from the FDA's website. That's what they're going to do. Do you want your congressperson doing that? No. So you need to be the, the point of contact. They're, they're positive, friendly, reliable resources to those staffers. And that's what we're building. So good. So good. Um, Bree, do we have any questions coming in? Facebook? For yet. No Facebook questions yet, but I did share that link. Okay. And I just signed up for the text myself. Yay. Good cool. job. I have a question about, I think that people would want to know. If something crazy were to happen, um, are they going to stop? Would we be able to order from overseas? Okay. That's a really interesting question. Um, So you have to remember that FDA, there are FDA, um, what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to ensure that the manufacturing and labeling is correct. They're going beyond that. They're going beyond that. And they're trying to prove efficacy or whatever with all of their their tools that don't work for homeopathy, right? So that means that pharmacies must be registered with the FDA and be inspected every once in a while, even if they're overseas. Like Boron has some manufacturing here in the US, but most of it is in France. FDA will go to France, inspect them. So that's the first thing is, um, you know, if you're ordering from an FDA registered pharmacy, that's great. Most of the pharmacies you guys are ordering from, from overseas, I'm not even going to say them by name, are not FDA registered. Um, and just recently, we had a pretty concerning report. We had one of our, our followers message us, and she had ordered like a, a simple remedy, like a Nux Vomica or something simple like that from overseas. Um, FDA does have an office inside Customs. Customs is the department that checks things coming from overseas. So FDA caught the remedy. They contacted her and they said, hey, we want you to know that you ordered this drug because it's legally a drug. You mm-hmm. ordered this drug from overseas and it's not coming from a, you know, it's not, it, and that's not okay. Pro- probably it didn't come from a FDA registered pharmacy, but even if it had, they were like, this is not okay. If you want to order drugs, you need to have a prescription from your doctor and you need to be a citizen of that country and provide me a copy of your passport. Wow. And she was like, oh, but I, I don't have either of those. 
And he was just like, okay, well, don't worry. You're not in trouble because I have the medicines. But if you had received the medicines, you would have had them turn it over to me. And if you didn't, we would have sought disciplinary action. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of orders do get past them, but I don't think that this is, this is a, this is the plan is to, is to be able just to order from overseas. I don't think that's the right plan. No, not at all. Um, just wondered if, yeah, if they could stop that too, if, if it goes, this is, this is a first of several that I've, that have trickled in over the years. So um, maybe in my ignorance, I just want to clarify that I'm totally understanding this correctly. These guidelines already exist, are already being slowly put into practice. They're in draft form, okay. but they're putting it into practice, yes. Okay. That, and because I have heard for years about this draft, I think, and I think my understanding has been as long as we're fighting this draft, this doesn't become a thing, they can't use it yet, right? Like they can't enforce anything. And they are. And, and they how have do, so let's say this becomes a, well, they already are. So whether or not it becomes anything more, ideally it would be, how does this draft ever get, a, go away? We pass a bill. Okay. That's so we pass a bill through legislation that will then protect. They cannot form this kind of draft again. That will. That's right. Okay. Well, not so much that they can't form this kind of draft, but that we just clarify homeopathic medicines are unique and separate from conventional drugs and the processes which apply to conventional drugs do not apply to homeopathic medicines. Okay. And that's the, that's the first step of what would have to be several because then the FDA would be like, well, what are we going to do next? Then we, we try and work with them be like, well, this is what you should do, you know, but, but the first step would be, this is not classify them differently. Mm -hmm. So they're, they can't hold them to that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You are re- very good at explaining this, by the way. I have <laughs> listened to you and heard many things about this over the years, and I don't think I ever understood it fully until your explanation just now. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah. I did a lot. So I, I've gotten better at it for sure because it's kind of a tricky thing. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. Anything else? Is there anything else, Paula, that we well, can do? I just want to say that we live in a really critical time in our history um, for the United States. I mean, I think that we all know that we are losing our freedoms left and right. I mean, even just like the PayPal debacle. Have you guys heard about that? I, we we are sending an email out to our list this week because so many people have canceled their PayPal account, which means their monthly donations have gone away. Um, and so we're saying, oh, we have, we've always had another way for people to donate. And so we're providing them that information. But, you know, when a tech company like PayPal decides that we're going to, if you guys haven't heard of it, they basically a document leaked, a policy document leaked that they were going to implement that basically said, if you spread misinformation, we are going to freeze your account and take out $2,500 from your account. And people are like leaving PayPal in droves and good for freaking them because we need to send a message to these companies. No, we have the freedom to think whatever we want, even if it is misinformation to you, you know what I mean? So we live in this critical time where our freedoms are under threat. And if you don't want to accept that, um, you're either living under a rock or maybe it's just too heavy for you to accept, but it's true. And what we're doing at Americans for Homeopathy Choice is vital for that overall conversation. And what we're doing at Homeopathy Choice, when we are successful, not if, when we are successful, it will be like a homeopathic dose into Congress, into Washington, D.C., and it will spread. 
And yeah. it's important that we are successful so that this will start spreading throughout other areas. Yeah. Um, Americans for Homeopathy Choice just finished this really cool project. We're going to announce it. So like, again, sign up for the text alerts and the emails because you'll hear about it this week, probably today. We worked with several other allied health groups like Alliance for Natural Health, the the American Natural Products Association, a lot of other groups. And we pooled our money together and we spent quite a bit of money to get um, one of the big polling companies to do a poll for us. Um, you know, like, have you guys have heard of Gallup polls and there's one called Marist that just whenever they talk about polls in the news, it's one of these big companies that does a poll and polls are really important because it basically dictates how our congressmen behave. A lot of them, unfortunately, behave based on poll results. Oh, people like this. So I'm going to start doing that, you know? So what we did, and we came up with this great idea. And actually our attorney, Betsy, was the one that really kind of pushed it. And we really, we all liked it. And then we got other groups to kind of bring together. So we we worked with this Marist company, very reputable company, like very mainstream. And we said, let's release a poll that asks people, would you vote for a candidate based on their position on access to natural remedies like, we said, homeopathy by name, like supplements, you know, herbs, et cetera. And um, we did that poll and we like had our fingers crossed, like, please, America. <laughs> and not only were the polls positive, they were overwhelmingly positive. They were positive across both genders, both political spectrums, all ages, and they were very high. Yeah. And so what we're doing now is we're working on releasing this, um, this press release, all of the organizations that were involved, we're doing this press release and we're going to start putting this in front of our members of Congress. Our grassroots team is going to be right on top of this. And we want to make sure that these Congress people know, like, not only do your constituents want this, but broadly people in America want access to this stuff. So that's the kind of work that we're doing. And right now, um, we would love for you to sign up to our hat team wait list, homeopathychoice.org forward slash hat. That's the homeopathy action team. Um, that's our grassroots team. And we do wait list it because it's we, we're pretty much volunteers. And so onboarding new hat members, putting them through the training, con- connecting them, because it's really great. Like the hat member is in charge of their district and they can do it alone or with a buddy or a group. And then they have a state captain that they report to and the state captain kind of shepherds them. So you're not alone. Then the state captain reports to the leadership. So it's really organized. And so onboarding these people is a lot of time and energy and effort. So we open it up during certain times of the year. So sign up for the wait list. You're not even signing up to the hat team. You're just saying, I kind of want to be informed and learn about it and decide if the hat team is right for me. So sign up to the wait list just to be informed and to decide if it's right for you. Um, That's the first thing. And then the second thing is donate to us, guys. Please donate. The fact that we had a little bit of money to contribute to this. I mean, this poll, guys, it costs between ten and $30,000 to do a poll. With And you, had, you have to do it with a reputable country, com, company because you can't poll like your members. Of course, they're going to want to support home. Yeah. You know, so, so um, 
it's pretty expensive, but the fact that we had a little bit of money saved in the, in the pot to contribute our portion, to be able to, and we led this project together with the American Institute of Homeopathy, they have a super PAC. So we, we work together with them. Um, but, um, you know, it's important to donate to us and that's by going to homeopathy choice. So if you're like, man, I don't have time to be on the hat team. Donate. Yes. Donate. That's homeopathychoice.org forward slash donate. And then, and then, you know, as far as donation, never think that that five dollars is all I can do is five dollars. That's not going to do anything. Yes, it is. If everybody gave five dollars. Yes, it is. Don't think that you have to do something huge to donate. Yeah. yeah, there's three ways to donate. You can do a one time donation. You can do a reoccurring donation of five dollars. That's fine. And then we do have non-PayPal options, and we've always had that. And then um, the last one that I really want you to consider is the bear pack. We call it the mama bears who like protect homeopathy or the papa bears or the anti bears. But um, the bear pack is people who donate $25 or more a month. And those, we they actually get a special email from me every month that details everything we've done that month. They get um, special perks, special discounts to stores, special coupons. So we do kind of give them give them a little extra love. Um, and so and interviews, we do like special interviews. Um, Miranda Castro is coming up. So anyway, it's just really fun to kind of keep them feeling special and loved. So there's three different ways to donate. Um, so sign up for the wait list. I guess baby step one is sign up for the text alerts. Hopefully you've done that by now. Baby step two, and that's at homeopathychoice.org forward slash hat. Second thing to do is sign up for the hat wait list. Maybe you'll be a good fit, maybe not, but it's just saying, I want more information when the time comes. Homeopathychoice.org forward slash hat. And then the last baby step is if you can't do either of those, those are both totally free. If you can't do either of those, then go to homeopathychoice.org and donate forward slash donate and donate to us. So nice. Awesome. Any questions from Facebook? I do have a question. I think this is a good one. Um, What if people are thinking, I want to help protect homeopathy, but I'm not comfortable. And you, you kind of answered this already, but I'm just going to let you reiterate, but I'm not comfortable with politics and I can't see myself trying to speak directly with legislators. What would you say to that? And that question was asked a few minutes ago. So that was maybe covered in what you just explained. These are the other ways. No, that's a, I want to really address that very specifically. A lot of people ask that question. Some people phrase it like, Paula, I'm not good at schmoozing. I'm not good at like convincing people to do things. Actually, there's three things that I will tell you because I promise you nobody except for like maybe three people on the hat team felt comfortable doing what they're doing. But what drove them is the fear of losing this medicine and their love of homeopathy. So the first thing I will tell you is that you are not alone. We give you fantastic training, like probably the best training. I, I work with acupuncturist groups. I work with natural health groups. Nobody has a grassroots team. Like we do that has the level of training that we do. And we, we designed this training. We got experts to help us. But when I walked into Congress, I didn't know what to say. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we teach you to be yourself, to be authentic, to be kind That's what we teach you to do. We teach you to be real guys. When you go to Congress and I, sometimes I'll get to an appointment early because I fly to DC a lot. I'll get to an appointment early and I'll just sit in the waiting room and I will hear these staffers getting yelled at on the phone by members of their constituency that they have to deal with. And they're really abused quite a bit and they get yelled at a lot. Some offices more than the, the most effective offices get yelled at the most. 
Um, and they're, they're really abused and it's really quite awful. And when, what we say is when you show up, it's like a healing moment for them where they talk to this really kind, loving, grateful person. Some people will say to me, like, my representative sucks and I'm a Republican. He's a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. He's a Republican. And, and I don't even want to talk to them. Guess what? When it comes to changing policy, there's no room for politics. There's no room. When you want some, you, when you want a bill to be passed, you have who you have. Take, take the, you know, take the better candidate in the voting booth, but you have who you have. And so we need to make our issue become their issue. And that's what we teach you to do. Um, We teach you to share your stories. We teach you which stories are appropriate because we can't talk about some things like cancer, whatever, like some things are too inflammatory. The V word, we don't talk about the V word. Um, So we teach you which stories are appropriate. We coach you, but you go and you share your story. Um, a lot of them just have, and you can say to yourself, I'm super nervous. I've never done this before. I have my notes and then you get better and better at it. But the staffers actually love that. They love a nervous constituent because that's really the cream of the crop to them. They talk to polished lobbyists, smooth talking attorneys all the time. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is authenticity. This is being yourself. Good. Awesome. Any other questions? Very helpful. That was good. Um, no other questions actually now. Well, actually I never finished. I said there's three things. One thing is we give you training Two, you have a state captain who's going to hold your hand and be your buddy and help you through everything. They'll even come to your first meeting. If you're like super, super, super nervous, they would be willing to do that. And then the third thing we have is we have weekly, I'm sorry, we have monthly group meetings where you can come and ask your questions to me, to Laura. We have um, some of, some of the states are even doing study groups for you to go through the training and meet once a week. If you want to. And some people are fine. There's some people like, I got the training. I don't need anything else, but you know, we, so we have a lot of support. So training, you have state captain, and then you have support along the way. That's good. That's very comforting. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're a happy little family over there. A lot of nonprofits. I have to say like, there's a lot of drama and like a lot of oh, crazy stuff, but um, homeopathy choice is like a happy little sunbeam. We are all, and we're all like, not, not everyone's the same political party. We're from everywhere. And we've all just decided to set those things aside and fight for homeopathy. And it's such a wonder, like it's, it's really a happy place and I just love it. So when you're part of that family, you're going to love it. So Thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing that you've been doing for a long time. And um, gosh, just your heart for homeopathy and for people. And I really, really love what you're doing. That's why I wanted you to come here and teach us. I learned. I know that everybody in the future that that uh, listens to this podcast will learn or watch this, watches this video will learn. So thank you so much for your time today. And um, we'll look forward to just getting everybody signed up and and support. And I fully believe that we're going to get that bill. So, you know, when I ask a question, what if it's not, you know, it's not out of disbelief. It's It's a marathon. It's not a sprint, but we are going to do it. But guys, I have to tell you, we are losing access. FDA has to do nothing else. The market. Okay. Think about, I just, I have to tell you guys this. I'm so sorry. I know you need to go, but we, we have one pharmacy that is closing their doors because he needs to retire and he's trying to sell his business to someone else. Nobody wants to enter this market because what, you know, how safe is it to enter a market where the FDA says everything you sell is being illegally marketed? It's not safe. We have 
homeopathy manufacturers that want to grow their business and they can't get investors because the investors are saying, uh, FDA says this is being illegally marketed. My money is not going to be safe. Then you have also frivolous attorneys who see what the FDA says and says, yeah, let's, let's have a heyday and make some money off of this. We're seeing the, the lawsuits go up that specifically reference this guidance. Then we have one more situation. We have manufacturers that have already confirmed placement on shelves of like retailers, like to sell it, you know, like Walgreens, whatever, not necessarily Walgreens, but like retailers. And these retailers are rescinding that space on the shelf because they're saying the FDA doesn't like this. Like we're at a point now where FDA doesn't have to do anything else. It's impacted the market so negatively that we are watching. Another company just went down, closed their doors. Highlands is no longer selling um, their single homeopathic remedies. Like we're watching the market grow. People want more homeopathy, but the options are narrowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want you guys to know that FD has to do nothing else. If he, they just ride this wave, mm-hmm. that's what will happen. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's very bad. So thank you. Sorry. Okay. Now I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Very good. Thanks. All right. Well, I'm going to stop the Facebook live and the recording and thank you all Facebookers for being here. And um, let's see, I'm going to stop Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm going to stop the recording first.